One, two, three, four. Welcome to Do The Right Film. My name is Sean. My name is Steve. And my name is Thomas. Alright guys, coming up on this episode, we have a review of Winchester. Also going to be talking about some stuff that we watch during the week. We're also going to be doing a topic discussion of terrible films, great actors. And um, I think that's it, right? And oh yeah, Harvey's not here today. Apparently Harvey's pretty sick. I feel like Harvey's sick a lot. Yeah, so last week uh, Thomas was missing. Was not, was not here. Yeah, this week we interchanged him with uh, Harvey. It, he, Harvey took the day off. Um, and uh, I think that's it. That's, uh, that's all the news we got. What yeah. about, uh, how was your week, Steve? Um, it's been a very interesting week. Uh, kind of tired. It's been very long. Worked very hard. Uh, you start off every time by saying I'm tired. I know. When will you not be tired? When are you ever going <laughs> to perk up? Dude. It's because it's the end. Of, it's end, technically the end of my weekend, and I'm usually been out, out and about exploring things and people. And is that is that your way of saying drinking? No, that's not. Like, well, in, 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 yeah, and I guess in so many words, yeah. <laughs> I think the, the 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 listeners are developing a profile for you. Yeah, they don't want they, that, that's <laughs> fucked up, man. Party guy, Steve. I'm not though. I'm like the most un. I'm not a party guy, man. I just like hanging out, you know, and partying. No, it's just partying. It's not even partying. It's just it just happens to be around me sometimes. And it happens and I'm just in the vicinity, so I just get enveloped. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not going to not have a drink. You know, I'm here, right? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what happened this week. I was just like, oh, I'm not going to drink for a little bit. And then and then uh, w- me and uh, two friends of mine, uh, Last Sean and uh, Jesse. Uh, Last <laughs> episode, you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to not drink for a week. <laughs> I think you lasted two days. Yeah, because <laughs> because someone bought me a beer at the bar, and I was just like, I was just gonna have dinner, and I was like, I, w- I walk back, and this guy drops like, like dollar PBRs. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah, he's dollar a good PBR. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, Is that, I think honestly that's the most Brooklyn thing, Brooklyn sentence I said. It's just like a dollar PBR, mm-hmm. in some like nice little spot, little hole in the wall. Hell yeah, cool. All right, Shomo, um, dish out the big news. What's the big news? You moved in. Oh yeah, yeah, I got an apartment. I Actually, was, uh, uh, I have some sore muscles today because of dude, that. Dude, me too. Yeah. Me too. I feel like I've been working out for a month. Yeah, I got the uh, the apartment. Well, I mean, you guys announced that I had gotten it uh, last episode. Did we? Yeah, I was uh, signing the lease and I was not able to come because. Oh of yeah, all this that's stuff. why you weren't here. And you guys talked all kinds of shit. I don't remember all kinds of shit. I'll dress it. Um, I don't remember what happened last <laughs> week. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I got the apartment. I moved in. Uh, it's it's great. Uh, I really like it. I'm cozy. Party? I slept. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. I slept like 10 hours last night, so that's a good sign. Didn't feel weird in that apartment. It felt comfortable and at home. Was it warm? Uh, Yeah. Like, uh, Are you, Do you have control of the, over no, the heat? I don't. Oh, it just and, comes on? And it's interesting that it was the perfect temperature. Yeah, same here. Um, But uh, yeah, other than that, uh, not too much. Just... A little sore from moving the furniture. 
Um, just want to address some stuff. Uh, Steve. Yeah. American honey, huh? Oh, you want to bring that up? I can put you. Look, Steve. I'm not mad. What do you mean? I'm not mad. I, mean, I wasn't expecting you to be mad. If you didn't listen to the last episode, I wasn't here. Steve had savored his viewing of American Honey until there was an episode where I wasn't on, so he could review it without me being there to bask in the glory of him watching it. Uh, however, I think you, uh, I think you don't know me. I, I, I want you to know that I made you watch subliminally. You didn't do it on your own. You really did it because of me. I, I mean, it had, honey, that, it had nothing to do with you. I was just in the right, right time. All right, well, right place whatever. Time, man. I'm sure I, at least 20% of it was because of me. No. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not mad. I'm I'm just happy that you saw it and you were able to be blessed by it. <laughs> um, had you rated it something unfavorable, I think I would have had some... I obviously wouldn't be able to contain myself. I would just argue with you about why you're wrong. Um, yep, that's how arguments work. <laughs> yeah, and like, and in that case, it, it it's better that I wasn't on the episode because yeah, it, it would have been heated. Yeah, would have oh, been heated. Well, but sure. uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you watched it. That's great. Uh, I completely um, forgot I, I reviewed it last week. I think it was just I was just like, should I do it today because I'm really bored. I was I was on the train listening to the episode, and you finished your review, and I turned the podcast off, and then I went to the American Honey soundtrack. I was like, fuck, so good. Jesus. Um, yeah, other than that, just busy, moving. Somehow, some way, I managed to squeeze in two movies this week. That's good. And, uh, yeah, I definitely didn't see Maze Runner. I don't know what, what got into you guys to even do that. But, uh, we were desperate. Listen, we were desperate. I was kind of hungover. It was, was the only just, option. There was other options. I mean, we watched the movie on the day of recording. <laughs> I know. There there were other options. I don't know if people could tell, but that that episode was a real stretch. Was it? I mean, we had a really good discussion on that movie. <laughs> yeah, I, man, I, I, felt, I felt we got into it. Like, yeah. real into it. I know. You, you did. And it's a shame because uh, nobody cared. <laughs> people care. I, I think. I mean, some I, people must care. I, yeah, I don't know. The series. I, I don't know how people. They're making do. them for millions yeah, someone, of dollars. Yeah, someone. Yeah. Someone's watching these fucking movies, man. I need pe- to figure out who. Think the people that care about those actually listen. Maybe. Who knows? They're pissed. <laughs> They're fucking pissed. They're like, what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't but, know uh, what about your week, Sean? Um, pretty much the same. I uh, drank with Steve a couple of those nights. <laughs> uh, was it last week or? The week before that, where we went to a coffee shop and it had beers <laughs> at the coffee shop. Oh, that was like a week ago. That's when you know you're like out of control. It wasn't even <laughs> out of control. Was it? it was. It was, it was like six thirty. Yeah. Yeah, we were just That's because. Yeah, we were just hanging out. We we didn't want to go to a traditional bar, so we're like, oh, let's get some drinks. Yeah. At this place. This morning, um, I worked today and I was walking to my car. And then there's like these two uh, delivery guys carrying a TV, and uh, it caught my eye because it was like a 60 inch 4K Samsung TV, looked really nice. Yeah. And then they're they're like bringing it out of the van, um, into like the the apartment complex because I'm watching all this go down because I'm in my car like warming it up. And they they, fall? they drop it slightly, and all you hear is oh my god, like glass. Oh they don't say anything to each other for like 30 seconds. 
And then the, and the guy, one, the one guy goes to the other guy. He's like, you gotta be careful now. And he's like, and, and the other guy goes, huh, huh, yeah. And they still brought it in the house. <laughs> you what? gotta be careful. I swear to God, dude. What? They both knew that they were playing it off. Like, oh yeah, we need hear shit. <laughs> like, like, oh, we gotta be careful. Wait, fucking oh, wait, puts so it, in, it was in a box. It was in a box. And you but heard something, the Yeah, it sounded like like a mirror broke. Oh, I thought they were carrying a bear TV and they. No, no, it was in a box, me. but yeah. obviously something broke. It dude. sounded like shattering glass. That was uh that was the highlight of my day. Um, other than that, I don't have anything else. Oh, no, <laughs> oh something yeah. else happened. Oh, Ooh. a couple of days ago. Well, nothing happened, but it's just these things I witnessed in my neighborhood. So I was walking to the train. These two older uh, black gentlemen were walking past me. These and, uh, two older black gentlemen. Yeah, and uh, they were. It looked like they were having a conversation, and one of them was, was going. It's a schematic, motherfucker. And uh, the other guy goes, you don't know how to spell schematic. <laughs> and the other guy goes, yes, I do. He goes, S-Y schematic. <laughs> what? This this all went down as I'm walking past them. Yeah, people, uh, Fuck, when people ask me about what it's like to live in New York, like, it's shit like that. You got to tell them little anecdotes, you know? Because that, cause that stuff just doesn't happen elsewhere, you know? Yeah. But uh, those two <laughs> things happen Just walking home week. from the train, it's like, mm-hmm. you, you have enough stories for the week. Right. Except me. My life's useless. Right. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Uh, so Harvey assigned me a movie last week, and it seemed really interesting. I really wanted to watch it, but I didn't get to it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Look, so I owe you, Harvey. And um, Jesus Christ. You guys are getting terrible at we, this now. We need to figure out Some something. A punishment, because yeah. you guys keep skipping these movies. Like, yeah. me and Tom put in the effort and time to watch these damn movies. What about movies. A, a shaman? What yeah. about you don't, you don't get to... You don't get to sit out the rolling until you watch all your movies. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Hmm. We'll come up with something good. We'll yeah. come well, it starts today. So Whoa. you're getting punished today. Yeah. You can't have this shit go on anymore. Oh, what if you like you have to deposit thirty bucks you have to, until oh, you watch whoa, it? You whoa, have to whoa, get whoa, it back. Come on. <laughs> we don't do money stuff. What the fuck? I I almost had a fucking heart attack just hearing I that. I don't even want to fucking gamble uh quarters. Mm. So I'm gambling it. So today's the Super Bowl. If you guys don't know, oh, I just right, remember that. Right. And uh, yeah, we're recording as it's being played or about to start. I think right? as it's being played, the game, the game know. of football. Uh, so we're big sports guys here, and I just want to know what's your favorite team and what what team do you think is going to win this year? Um, I don't know who's playing. Probably the Roman Empire, Patriots, okay. Patriots, right? Patriots, Eagles. Yeah, the, the classic matchup. It, it, Colossus or classic? Cl- classic. That, doesn't make, Colossus. that doesn't make any sense. That sounds like a bunch of bald eagles, which are the the bird of, mm-hmm. of our country, fighting a bunch of <laughs> patriotic people. They're supposed to be working together. No, yeah, it's supposed to, but it's at this at this point in time, it's not. Then again, just, they are just, endangered. Just, so. just for kicks. I don't know any stats. I don't know anything. I'm not even sure those are the teams playing. Yeah. But who uh, are you guys thinking to take it? I think. <laughs> I know I'm going Patri- to go with Patriots. I know Patriots are like the uh, the the love to hate team you know I yeah don't, i don't even know that. that's all i know yeah that's all I, I know people like i know tom brady that's a guy oh yeah. he's dating uh giselle i don't know who Butchin. that is the model giselle butchin i don't know models she date she was dated uh leo for a brief portion are, are uh the Brazilian patriots model? like yankees oh, like where they, they always win but but people love them or hate them i don't know i guess i mean that's i'm gonna put my money on the eagles after reading some stats online the fuck i don't even give a shit to read stats okay and when by read stats, I mean I like their were uniforms. You guys, earlier, were you saying that you put some money or you're yeah. in? Oh, you you did. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Well, it was something happening in my office. Oh, Everyone's yeah. like 
putting money in to this pool to see like a score. I don't know how this is exactly, but the, my boss said it's 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 like it's like gambling light. Like it's like yeah, all right. we, I don't gave know. him money when me and you used to work in Florida. Or we, they used to do that on the horse races. Oh, I won money that the time Kentucky too. Derby. I won money that time. Yeah, it's, it's the same great. shit. Everyone puts in five, and the winner takes all. Yeah, so hopefully I win some money tomorrow. You'll see. You'll so see. how big is this pot? I don't know. I mean, there's like a shit ton of names on a board. But how does that work with two teams? I don't get that. It's like it's a score chart. So like at the, each, horse... at the end of each at the end of each quarter, what? someone like you. It's it's confusing. I have to read yeah, it because the horse one's easy. It's just however many horses there are. Yeah, everyone that's gets how a, many, yeah. everyone gets a horse, and it's random. Yeah. But uh, this is not do the right sports gambling. This is do the right film. Yeah, cool. So sports gambling. <laughs> well, you know, it's sports. Gambling. Well, this all was an extension of me confessing that I didn't watch the movie that I was assigned to watch. Yeah, you see what happens when you don't see the movie. You have to fill it with shit that's unrelated. Yeah, completely um, unrelated. But I did come packed. I um and loaded. Ooh. I got like three films to talk about. But um. Should I go first still, or just you guys want to just rotate it normally? Go first. All right, let's go. Uh, what, sh- what do you guys want to hear about here? I'll give you some choices. Oh, God. I got, uh, I got a rewatch <laughs> of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, I'm good. Um, Oslo oh. 31. Oslo 31. August. Um, person to Person. And Winchester. <laughs> I don't I want to hear that Winchester one. Winchester. I should use this job first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know of much of those films. Okay, so I'll first let's go with person to person because this is a intriguing movie to begin with because this is a film if you don't know what this is about it is an anthology story much in the vein of I Love in New York, uh, Paris Je Um it's sort of like that but heavily simplified. Uh let's let me pull up a plot here. Dun, dun, dun. So, um, I don't think there's a plot. There's no <laughs> plots in this movie. It's a plotless movie. It's a plotless movie. And what I mean by plotless okay, is IMDb left it blank. Hey, y'all. This is straight from IMDb. Uh, follows a variety of New York characters as they navigate personal relationships and un- unexpected problems over the course of one day. Directed by Dustin Guy Defoe. And listen to the cast of this uh, film. It's interesting. So... We have some heavy hitters here, and we have Abby Jacobson. You guys know who all that is. You guys know who that is, right? Yeah. Okay. We got Michael Sarah. We got Philip Baker Hall. We got Ben Rosenfield. We got Ben Safdie uh, coming in with a role. What? Yeah. Um, who else? We we got a bunch of characters here. Now, this movie is uh, not very good at all. It's pretty much disappointed i i had read somewhere that somebody had it like somebody well known as a critic i forgot what paper they wrote for had it on their top 10 list and when i first saw the trail of this movie a few months ago uh, i wanted to see it michael sarah had a good uh, little portion of in the trailer that uh hooked me in um his segment of the movie deals with abby jacobson's character and their investigative reporters journalists and they're currently working on a case, a murder case, and they're trying to get the story. And they just their side of the story just focuses on them trying to track this woman who's a suspect. But they're just two oddball characters. Michael Sarah's kind of like a kind of a loser. Uh, Abby Jacobson is just like a person navigating her day, trying to decide if she wants to stick with this horrible job. 
and with this kind of like Michael Sarah kind of plays like a weird creepy dude he like gets in the car like they this is like her first day on the job he gets in her car or she gets in his car and uh he puts on music and it's like he's like oh what kind of music you're into and she like start I think she started listening to Coldplay and stuff like that he's, he's like oh you like light stuff and then he puts on hardcore music He's like, I'll put on, I'll put on uh, some light stuff. He puts on hardcore music, and it's his band, and he's just raging the whole time, like this obnoxious fucking track. Uh, so that's his character in the story. He's like trying to impress her through the whole day. Then we have Ben Safdie's character with this, with um, what's the other actor's name? Um, George Sample the Third. And their story is that uh, George Sample the Third's character plays a guy who got dumped, and he uploads sex fo- or nude photos of his ex online <laughs> and Ben Safdie helped him uh put these photos up online so they're just like going through the day of like kind of or, like the consequences of that that's fucked up I'm and there's another story with <laughs> Ben Rosenfield's character where he is trying to locate this like rear jazz record and he turns out he got conned and he's like following the guy I can't, I can't remember his name what's the creepy dude from good time and he was also in the other film. Oh, uh, he's um, the weird-looking guy. You know what I'm talking about, right? The 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 New York kid yeah, who was drugged up. Yeah, yeah, in good time. He's he has a big part really? in this film too. They, yeah, they they must be affiliated. Yeah, with this so movie. Uh, that's why I saw the trailer. And I saw Ben Safdie in it. That's why I wanted to check it out. Um, so yeah, he's like running around throughout the day trying to navigate this guy who conned him. Buddy Duress. Okay, yeah. yeah, Buddy Duress. So that's probably my favorite part of this entire film. But this story seemed like it was written in a day and it's so uninspired and it's so middle of the road i uh i wouldn't recommend this this to anybody if you're gonna try to like watch an anthology story that's based in new york i think a better film would be i love in new york or it's something like paris jetem which is i believe from the, the same studio but this film is weird the talk about misuse cast um person to person this actually every Every segment of the story is written by the same guy, so maybe that's why they all kind of have the same tone. Tonally, it's just off. I think this could have been like a better TV show, like a Showtime show. Um, but yeah, the cast is interesting, so you guys might be into that. Did you ever see the trailer for this movie, Steve? No, I don't even know this movie existed. No? it's yeah. uh, <coughs> It was on Hulu, so I was like trying to decide to watch this or Colum- um, Columbus. Should watch Columbus. And I don't know why I landed on this. Well, I, might, I, might I need, I need to know what people people love Columbus. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Columbus was also on a lot of top ten lists. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out. I see it, but I don't, and, and I'm I'm torn. Right. So I got something else here. Um, I got also August thirty first. This is a movie that is very very dark, and you should not watch this movie if you don't want to be depressed for the entire day after watching it. Uh, this movie is directed by Joe Chimtrer, who is a Norwegian director. Uh, in 2006, uh, he made a film called Reprise, which is actually one of my favorite foreign films of all time. And Reprise also stars the same actor as uh, Oslo, which is his name. Let's see if I can pronounce it. Anders Danielson Lee. And uh, he's a great actor, by the way. He was amazing in Reprise. Did you see Reprise, Steve? Mm-mm. No? Uh, it's a good one. So this movie, I'll read you a plot. I like the plot of this movie. You all right there, Steve? Yeah, no, I'm doing a... It's been a weird day. 
Alright, so this uh, is from stretch. IMDb as well. Also August 31st. One day in the life of Anders, a young recovering drug addict who takes a brief leave from his treatment center to interview for a job and catch up with old friends in Oslo. And that's essentially what this movie is about. It takes place in the course of 24 hours. And the story is about this guy who is a recovering drug addict. I believe he was a heroin addict and Sounds alcoholic. Sounds like a Spud's origin story. Yes. Something. <laughs> it's something like that. He has a job interview and he leaves his friends. He goes, all right, it's good But stuff. this story is much, much darker. This story, it's a character study about a guy who's basically dissolving throughout the day. And he's, come, and he's trying to find sympathy from all these old friends that he's trying to reconnect with. There's a girl that he calls like every hour and she doesn't pick up the phone. It's a, it's an ex-lover. He goes to one of his best friend's house and his friend just don't understand him anymore. And he's basically losing touch with like his friends, reality, and he's at this mo- mo- portion of his life. I don't think it's a spoiler, but because it was in like the trailer, if you've seen the trailer, and uh, it's about uh, he basically he's contemplating suicide. And the movie actually starts off with him trying to walk into a lake with a big boulder, and he's trying to kill himself. <laughs> Wait a second, <laughs> that's yeah. the most like, just holding it, just holding it. Yeah, and you got intricate. It's been way. proven that you can't really do that. Like you mentally can't do it. Yeah, you mentally let go. Of it. Yeah. And obviously he doesn't do it, and then he continues the rest of his day. So the film actually starts off with that image, which is uh, pretty cool. This movie is shot amazingly. Uh, it follows the character handheld of mostly behind shoulder shots. And we have a lot of the. There's a style that Joachim Trayer does in a lot of his films, like um, Reprise, where he'll pan the cam- camera over to people walking in the street, and we'll get a brief moment of their conversation, and then it'll pan back over to our main character and it does this throughout the day like he'll walk into a party the camera will pan to like somebody having like this obscure conversation then we'll jump back into the main character story and it just bounces off really well with these uh with these characters and our main character and the story is really good but it like i said it's very depressing uh, and i i love stories like this where this looks up the shomo alley yeah you should uh you should check this movie out. Um, it sounds depressing. I don't want to be a part it's of that. On, you can find it on Filmstruck. I'm not going to give too much away because I would highly recommend to anyone listening. Um, I've been thinking about this movie since I saw it. This, uh, I believe it came out in 2011. I've had it on my mental list forever. And I actually found a platform that just had it, which is Filmstruck. Um, I think it's 11.99 a month. So you get the first two weeks for free. Oh, that's not bad. So I just jumped on board with that. Oh, I just realized that I forgot to cancel my Filmstruck account. I, uh, so I guess I have it now. I had, I had originally set on like a notification to cancel, but I'm going to keep it though. I gave up Shutter for this. I um, need to give up Hulu Great. and Netflix and a lot more stuff. You're going to give up Netflix? I don't use it as much. Um, So I did rewatch Raiders of the Lost Ark. Growing up uh, as a child, we had these DVDs and I would always like, you know, put them on every now and then just to have some just fun. Didn't really understand the story when I was like a child, but watching it now, man, it's a lot of fun. Like these movies are great. Like I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of the comedy in these films. Like some of the humor that just comes from um, Harrison Ford's character. Uh, but the movie itself, like a lot of the set pieces are amazing and it's true Spielberg, I think. In those early days, I'm trying to think back. You True said like back, Spielberg. like when you're like a kid and you're like, oh, I had DVDs, and I was thinking, no, like, I had. Um, was did just, I say DVD? I mean videotapes. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking, but also I was like, I realized that, giant that box set. the DVDs came out in t- like around like was started to catch like started to catch uh, in 2000. That was like a thing. Like, mm-hmm. People were like were now then buying DVD players and getting DVDs, and that shit was like a pain in the ass. 
Can we? Because uh, like very limited. Can we talk about DVDs for a minute? I mean, sure. What do you want to talk about? Are you trying to sell the DVDs you have now? Well, here's the thing. Because I'm uh, doing that too. But here, they're not worth shit. And <laughs> I want to get rid of all the movies that I have that aren't amazing and keep the ones that I hold close to my heart and, and just get rid of all the ones that I don't really care to recommend yeah. to people. Because I do have pretty okay or good movies. And I thought, just keep the amazing ones, right? That's what I'm trying but to do. I'm so like torn. I would love to have a movie collection. And there's no alternative. But there's no space for them. Like, there's no digital. You can't buy digital. I mean, it's too expensive. I mean, you can actually, you can, there's like me, there's places where you can do that. You can burn, you can burn yeah, the DVD. Into a t- file and then. Yeah, I mean, that's how you keep them. Maybe I'll look into that, but. Because, uh, I mean, that's what I'm thinking about doing, so I don't have all this like space to take it out. Let's a do box. DVD giveaways. I mean, <laughs> I'll give, like, but it's random. Like, you don't know what you can get. You might get a piece of shit because yeah. back in the day, me and Tom used to collect. Yeah, I, mean, I don't collect- think I ever bought any pieces of shit, but, but like, I, I did buy stuff that like was just yeah, just to build a collection. You're pretty, like, oh, pretty good movie. Oh, might yeah, as well. Fye, man. Yeah, uh, Sean. Just, oh, I didn't just to go back. give you guys uh, some scores. Oh, what, oh, really? Well, yeah. Before you score Oslo, you didn't read the tagline. Let's. I didn't know there's a tagline. Yeah, I scroll down here. It is. You want to hear it? Sure. <laughs> a city, a man, a day. I feel like I've read that somewhere else before. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. What would you score Oslo? Wait, what did you score uh, person see. to person? Person to person, I gave a two and a half out of five. Very disappointing. Oslo, I gave a perfect score, which is a five. Oh. Uh, yeah. This uh, this movie is right up my alley. I love uh, Norwegian film. I love this director. And I love dark stories. Um, they always get to me. Same. And, uh, yeah. So Raiders, I gave... Uh, a re- on a rewatch, I gave it a four. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, the story, the story holds up. I'm in the process of rewatching um, Temple of Doom, as well. Uh, wow! Yeah, I like find the time for that. Yeah, it's a night, late nights, long late, days. Late, you mean late the nights. nights where you could be watching the movies you owe? Yeah. yeah. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, you got any more? Or, uh... Um, no, I don't have anything else. I have, right. a, I have a half watch, but I won't talk about it. Okay. Yeah. All right, who should go next? Steve? Do you want to go next? Do you have anything? I'll go real quick. Not not a very exciting uh, week, but uh, Oscars are coming up, right? What's the date on that? Like last Sunday, February? Second March 4th or some shit? What? That was Mar- I'm yeah. pretty sure it was March. It's like oh, March 4th. Well, that gives me more time then. I like to watch all the, uh, or I, I try to, to watch all the uh, mentioned future length films. March 4th, yep, Sunday. Oh, that's good. Gives me time. Uh, I want to try to knock out all the stuff kind of mentioned, even if it's like a acting credit or something, just so I could uh, see how how out of touch the Oscars are. And uh, just to shit on them, I was try I was looking for a foreign film, um, but I was like, I'm not in the mood for this one. The only one I can find streaming is a Hungarian film called uh, "Fuck." I don't remember. <laughs> it's called "Fuck." I don't remember. <laughs> Fuck. One. Uh, that sounds like a good movie. Shit. I don't know. Something about dreaming or something. Um, it looks really good, but it looks like a slow burn. So instead, I watched another slow burn. Uh, it's a Netflix movie, I think. Yep, Netflix movie. It's called Mudbound. He has a oh yeah, I heard about. Yes, familiar with this Mudbound. I started this, didn't finish it, fell asleep. Here's the thing, right? D. You Rees, don't like it. directed D. No, I was tired. by D. Rees, written by Virgil Williams. Uh, I'm not sh- sure how much I like watching two movies in a week. Starring Jason Clark. I mean, it's okay, but 
Sometimes he's just too much of a safe bet for me, you know? He's, he's a safe actor. Uh, so here's a synopsis to Mudbound. Two men return home from World War II to work on a farm in rural Mississippi. They struggle to deal with racism and adjusting to life after war. That's not what this movie's about. That, that's, that's, <laughs> I was like, that's wrong. That's, that's dead wrong. That's got to be maybe 30% of the movie. Damn. Hmm. There's so much other plots going on in this movie. Uh, anyway, so it's starring Garrett Hedlund, Carrie Mulligan, Jason Clark, Jonathan Banks. You got Jason. Wow, that's fucking. You guys seeing this? This is racist as fuck. Here, here's well, the actors, the black right? Do that? Dude, all four white people. And then we'll put the, the black people after that. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fucked up. You but, have to uh, slide over to see them. Uh, yeah, just to not be racist, let's read the uh, the black cast names. You got Jason Mitchell, Rob Morgan, Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige is up for best supporting. How do you feel about that? It's think? the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Really? She's not good? It's not that she's not good. She's hardly a supporting character. She's like barely story. in the movie? She shows up to deliver some lines, and it's there's, it's absolutely Like bonkers. how many screen time, like how long is her screen time? Like in minutes? Like I just, would say less than five. It feels like. How the fuck can you be best she, supporting actor if dude, you've you know who's only best been in the movie for five minutes? Let me let me tell you who's best supporting in this movie. And, oh. f- and in fact, I think it's the only standout great performance. Jonathan Banks, who plays Mike. You remember Mike in Breaking Bad? Who's one of the best characters of Breaking Bad. The old ball guy, right? You never watched Breaking Bad, no. did you? Yes, I know. Uh, he plays, you know, you... He's in Breaking Bad. He's like this, you know, Bostonian kind of like gangster in New Mexico or whatever. In this, he's an old. They like wrinkle him up, make him look ninety years older, and he's old and racist as fuck. And he does an amazing job, and it's great. Oh Every him, time, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Anytime he's on screen, I'm like, fuck yeah, this guy is so disgustingly racist and terrible. You, it speaks to you in your whiteness. No, it's just uh. <laughs> It's like seeing a good villain, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's not necessarily... Well, he is a villain, but... Uh, this movie is weird. It uh, it starts off with uh, you falling around the family centered around Jason Clark's character. And I feel like this movie, for maybe 60% of the beat, the first half of the movie... Mm-hmm. No, actually, 60% of the whole movie follows Jason Clark and his you know, daily struggles. And it kind of goes back and forth between uh, the black family that he lives on the farm with. Um, they're not his slaves, so it's not like that kind of movie. It's kind of a weird, like, thing where... Well, it's post-slavery, obviously. Yeah. But uh, it's pre, pre-segregation, so it's like the 40s, World War Two, And uh, it's just them kind of coping with this town that's still holding on to that racism. And... Uh, this movie is all over the place. Like it jumps from their plot, then it it kind of jumps over to the war where you got a uh, Jason Clark's brother played by Garrett Hedlund who's uh, fighting in the war. He's like an airplane bomber. And then you have uh, the black family uh, son Jason Mitchell. He's he's uh, like a tanker or something in World War Two. Yeah. And then they come home, and then they have this relationship. But that relationship is literally the first, uh, or no, the last, like, 30 minutes of the movie. It's weird. And that's in the synopsis. Yeah. So it's like, it's not even, like, the main, yeah, it's Yeah, not. like, it's... there's so much shit happening while they're at war that doesn't involve them. 
that it's it's so weird that they made that the synopsis. Then they come home. Then the movie's about that. Um, and for the first seventy percent of the movie, there's no conflict really. It's just like mundane shit, and a lot of uh, Netflix needs to stop this. It, it has that nineteen twenty two vibe to it. Remember when we watched that? Yeah. Or it's just slow narration that doesn't really add to the story. In 1922, my yeah, wife it's like left shit like me. that. But like, he's, they're not even telling stories. Like I don't that. think it's. I don't think it's like Netflix's fault. I just I, think it's I like picked up the dirt and I said, "This is my land," and it doesn't move the for the story forward think, at all. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's Netflix's fault. I think it's just like I hate to be a dick, and I, I know writing is difficult, but I think it, like it's just an easy cop out sometimes. I mean, yeah. sometimes it inherently works, but then sometimes it's just like. It's just like I don't know how to show how my characters do something, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make them say it like out loud, so everyone knows how they feel. Yeah, but and I think I, mean, I think there's the, good there's good voiceover and there's bad. Yeah, and I, I I'm not a big fan of like just like everything just being narrated. Yeah, I like if it's good, and I think uh, we should do the topic um, like best uh, voiceover narration because sometimes it's like. It really grabs you and, and makes you like listen to the story. Mm-hmm. Other times, it's just like, all right, well, how about you you let us watch what happens instead of just telling us, you know? Yeah, exactly. And this movie falls under that. And another funny thing about the narration is it disappears halfway through the movie. It's gone, <laughs> but there's no like farewell or so anything. Is there like an omniscient like per like someone narrating, or is it like one of the main characters narrating? It's like two of the na- main characters are narrating a lot of the time. I know three of them. They all have their own little areas of narration, want- <laughs> and then they did. They all stop narrating halfway through. I want. To, I want there to be a scene where they're all just narrating at once, like they're all just like they're it's just like over each other. They're just in his like he's like I saw Jimmy pick up the ball, and then it's just like they're just interrupting each other, just like talking over yeah. each other. So like I can get if the narration stopped because we've entered a new like timeline or something, but that's not what happens. They're narrating the same timeline in the beginning, and then it, it kind of just falls off, and you forget about it. Um, I don't know, man. This is up for some things. Is it up for best picture? No. Are you sure? I'm not sure. Uh, uh, it's up for something though. I don't think it's best picture. All right. Well, here we'll have the nominations we'll look, we'll, here. Yeah, look through it. I'm it's, pretty sure. Okay, it's not. That that's good though because it shouldn't be, dude. I mean, it's not. It's just whatever. I mean, it's no Twelve Years a Slave and like it's not. Uh, it's just so period PC and and bland and. They don't take any risk, and it, it's just, I don't know, man. My thing is, movies are defined by their, like, impact on you, and I just don't see how this impacts anyone. Like, I don't know. I guess some people watch movies differently, and they, like... Uh, I mean, then again, Bright's getting a sequel, and people seem to love that fucking shit. Yeah, I know. It's, so, it's, I mean, it blows me away, whereas, like, my favorite movies of the Different year, strokes for different folks. Yeah, I guess some people, you know, are into that. But you know what I'm saying, though, right? Like, once you've seen movies that elevate your uh, your yeah. emotional grounds, like, it, it's really hard to go back to shit like this, you know, and, and call just it like, a, Just like, it's just, it's like, like, there's nothing there. I hate to be such a dick because it just made me such, like, it made me jaded, like, after watching so many, like, really great movies this past year where I'm just yeah. like, like, right now we're going through this weird lull and it's just like nothing, like, I, nothing is, like, feeding that excitement or this appetite that I have. You know, yeah, and I think, um, like, it's not, it's and, not. And you're it, saying it's not a bad movie. Like, there's elements there that would inherently work, but it's just like nothing, scenes that work. But, but as a nothing, whole, it doesn't work. No, nothing works for you. You know, 
and I'm sure it does work for people. And oh, Mary J. Blas. If anybody says Mary J. Blas is great, I'm gonna slap him because because uh, <laughs> it, she. Why isn't Jonathan Banks up? Like it's it's. Oh, I mean, he's that's fucking crazy. great in it. That's crazy that you said she's on the movie for five minutes. I mean, I, it could be exaggerating, but literally, she's like, she's like almost an extra. Like she's she borders supporting an extra. <laughs> Or cameo, not <laughs> cameo. It seems like she's in a lot of these photos, though. I don't. She's in the shots, but she has like where the families gather around watching their son go off to war. But she doesn't. You know, she says a couple things. She has like one monologue about, uh, you know, I felt his hurt, his first heartbeat, stuff like that. And uh, but like overall, she she doesn't contribute. She doesn't interact with the rest of the characters. She she doesn't join herself in any of the conflict. And it doesn't make any sense that she would be up for her best supporting. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I might, uh, I might check this out to see what uh, see what all the hubbub's about or the talk. Well, I mean, if you're gonna do the Oscar completionist thing, like I'm doing, you can. But uh, no, I'm not doing that. Well, then I probably would check it out, man. It's it's long as fuck. It's it drags. What's the, what's the runtime? This you're not making me want to watch this. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the point of do the right film, is it not? I thought it was more of a break. It's two hours and 14 minutes. Ooh, man. It takes... It feels like three hours. Damn. It's not. It's no American Honey. No, it doesn't go down smooth, as you say. It goes down smooth, Ooh, right? I, I said that the first time I reviewed it. I was like, this movie does not feel three hours. I don't remember you saying uh, that. I don't hate this movie. I think it has good stuff. I'm like looking and, online, uh, right? And I'm sorry to cut you off, but I really yeah. just want to talk about how gross Hollywood can be sometimes in terms of just like everything is like marketable like this movie has yet to win any awards but they changed the fucking the the picture of it already so it's just the darkest hour right and it had like this picture of Churchill is like now it's the darkest hour but it has like the fucking giant ass banner on top of it saying six best picture of the year blah blah blah, blah. best actor this like i'm like fucking christ that's what man. they do you know oh six academy award nominations best picture best actor best this none of us have uh Jesus. managed to catch darkest hour yet huh yeah i'm just no, not, we were supposed to right yeah i was thinking about it. it's just i'm not a not like really big into churchill i hate to be that kind of person but I just, I don't know, he's never interested me. Yeah, he's, like, he's got that flabby jaw that just makes you want to <laughs> punch him. Fucking Christ. I don't think Steve meant to bang him. <laughs> yeah, I was I just, mean, I just... No, I mean, like he, like he has, he has a physical futures that you just aren't pleasant. You don't like him. Well, it's not for looking. It's more or less he didn't seem like... I mean, I... I, just I mean, said, I don't know. I feel like Republicans love what he did. I mean, I think Republicans love any any old white guy. <laughs> not Bernie. <laughs> Bernie Sanders. Oh, that's true. Fucked, that's fucked. Yeah, that is true. Dead. Uh, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, three three out of five. Uh, I know that sounds like it could be like a favorable score, but I mean, I'm it's talking. A, it's a light three. It's a yeah, light three. I'm it's talking a, like it, there's like the structures there of a good movie. Like there's elements that like, you do like, but it's just overall. You know what it is? When you get a fifty nine point nine on your test, and your teacher's like, oh, I'll just give you a sixty. I guess. Yeah, give you get, a give D. you the D. Give you the D. Because like uh, that's what this movie is. I I give it. That point one percent for like a so it's a C. No, it's still a D. Really? Because sixty is a D, right? Yeah, yeah. It was an F. It was fifty nine point nine. Just like so in your logic, I thought like a one star is an F, a two star is a D, three stars is C. Well, it doesn't really work like that. For in my head, for anyone no, else's like logic, one star is twenty percent. Okay. 
Two stars, 40%. Three stars, All right, all right so now, yeah, you're making it extremely convoluted. No, so you just multiply it by two and add a, a digit. All right. What did you watch, caught Steve? up in the minutia. Just so you didn't Wait, watch anything else? What did else? you give that? Three. Three. Give it a three. Light a three. 59.9%. He gave it a D. And I bumped it to 60 for effort. Mm-hmm. Steve, you got some uh, stuff? Yeah, I got some stuff. Uh, <laughs> why do I do this myself? Uh, <laughs> so... This week, uh, I didn't watch a lot. Like, I everything I watched was during the weekend. Uh, so I rewatched before you guys got here today. I watched it earlier. It was uh, a classic. It's on Netflix again. Can you guys guess it? Lethal Weapon? Fuck no. <laughs> Fucking Lord of the Rings. I rewatched Oh, that. I saw they put that on Netflix. Yeah, and I, like... I don't know why, but I was just compelled to watch it. It yeah, holds up. That didn't hold up, did it? It fucking definitely holds I'm up. Just kidding. It's so brilliant. Like I'm like quoting this movie, and I'm like, God, it's so good. And whoever says it's a boring movie or it's dumb, they just don't get it. I don't think it's boring. And it's a beautiful story of friendship and adventure. Not and as I much as American rec- Honey, though, right? I mean, it's. I think it's. It gets a higher score than American Honey. What? A coveted six out of five. No, uh, it, it doesn't. St- it doesn't <laughs> stick with you like American Honey. I don't know, man. I've been watching this since uh, it was first released in two thousand one, and you know what? It still goes down. Yeah, but that's because it, it appeals to your nerdness. It doesn't appeal to your human. <laughs> <laughs> your human, like American Honey, appeals to the human side. Of the human your side, heart. my humanity. Uh, so I mean, I'm not gonna talk about that, but you should. If you haven't seen it, you're fucking living in Under a Rock. Jesus. Watch that fucking movie. Middle Earth. Uh, I watched this yesterday. Like, I was, like, up early in the morning. And I was supposed to go, like... So, I was up really early. And I'm just like, man, I kind of want to watch a movie. I want something simple and something that would make me laugh. So, I uh, I guess I'm going on this weird trend. I watched another romantic comedy. What is this? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I watched Sleeping with Other People. Starring uh, Jason Sudeikis and Alison. a pretty funny movie. Alison Brie. Yeah. Uh, what can I say? It's a rom-com. Uh, I chuckled once or twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, if you guys are not, if you guys are not uh, familiar with this movie, uh, I guess I'll just read you a little bit. Uh, and it actually starts off with a question, which is great. Can two, can two serial cheaters get a second chance at love? And we find out through the journey of this film, like we should go through in their relationship. Uh, so after one night stand in college, New Yorkers, uh, Laney and Jake meet by chance 12 years later and discover that each love, for, uh, they have a, they have a, they have the same problem, which is love. Uh, it's super, I thought it was going to be a little bit more interesting, but then what the fuck do you expect from these kind of movies? I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it's pretty generic. There's some like funny scenes, in terms of Jason Sudeikis, I just like him in general. I just, I just, I, I like watching him on screen. I think he's a funny guy. Uh, you know, you guys could skip this. <laughs> I've seen it. Thanks. You've seen it. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Isn't um, it like? Don't you feel like every romantic comedy? Yeah. It's always the same. But the thing is, it's always starring the same fucking people. It's usually two like upper class white people yeah. that live in New York and have amazing apartments. Listen, people, that shit doesn't happen to everyone in New York. It does not. Most of us live in like shitty like little little rooms in New York. Yeah. Everyone has big apartments. Everyone has great jobs. Well, this is a this is a higher class than us, right? That, no, that's true. But it's just like, I was like, geez, man, come up with like some different ideas or something new. You know what, though? You, I think you might be wrong, though. Really? I don't know. I was doing the the... 
courier, the food delivery in Manhattan, and uh, a, a dude. It's just, it's just full of like just people my age, just living in penthouses. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm just like fuck. <laughs> like it really is a class. They thing. they it's look at a, you. They look at you. It's like, huh? The short end of the stick, huh? Yeah, I'm like, a, I'm sweating. I here's, got a headphone here's, hanging here's out your, of my ear. Here's your McDonald's. Here's your fucking carrying that giant. No, ass, it'll be like, like here's your here's your fucking kombucha or some kombucha? shit. Kombucha? <laughs> Is that the most yuppiest thing you could think of? Kombucha? On the spot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I here's just, your here's your free range chicken broth <laughs> or some shit. I don't know. Dude, man, I don't know. It's just like every time I watch these movies, I'm thinking like, it's just I'm I'm waiting for like. One, for them not to be just, like, conveniently rich and, like, living in these nice-ass apartments in New York. Because that just gets me pissed because I'm like, shit, man, I really wish I had a the good life. And then they somehow squeeze this, like, story element where Jason Sudeikis' character just sold, just sold, like, I guess his startup for, like, millions of dollars. So now he's rich. So it's, like, it even just, like, elevates the whole fact that, like, why is he never at work? Why is he never doing anything? These people are just always hanging out. I fucking, yeah, it's super generic. I don't know why I watched it. I think it was just background noise, and then I just kind of got sucked in a bit. Well, I need to get out of this this dark place I'm in with these romantic comedies. I got some movies for you. No, it's okay. I think I'm fine here. <laughs> I'll be fine right oh, here, man. Oh man, you, uh, you know damn well all I do is bless you. <laughs> I've given everything to you. I've given you all these gems. American Honey changed you. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> I'm going to wake up one night and it's like, oh, fuck. I'm a different man. The movie changed me, that's for sure. Did it really? Yeah. I mean, you so. seem to seem like the same guy. I mean, you. I guess you listen a little bit more trap music. <laughs> but I mean, other than that. I don't think, I don't think that, uh, <laughs> that, that was American Honey. Oh, well, shit. Uh, and I'm currently watching something before you guys rudely interrupted me today to come over to do this show. So I'll talk about it next week. Would you please give us the name? Uh, it's a documentary, uh, oh. Harmontown. Oh, okay. So next week you get a full What's review. What's this about? It's about Dan Harmon. NBC, it's like, right? Y- well, it's about it's about his podcast and how it's actually. I love watching shows like this with documentaries. Surprised this is a documentary about this guy. It's because I mean, uh, there's like this cult in a way, like this whole like thing about him. Like you know, he's like always fight. Like so, he created community. And, like, throughout this whole process of the show, there's, like, this cult following. People love this show. I watch the show. I love it. I think it's great. And he got fired, and he and people wanted to bring him back. Like, there was this outreach, and he, it's basically about oh, him transitioning. the movie where he, or the documentary tra- where he's, like, on the road? Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, I've seen portions of this. Yeah, it's yeah. just basically him on the road. I'm not finished with it, but it's him on the road going on tour doing his podcast which is called Harmontown. Yeah. And it's 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 kind of like it's nice because he got fired and he's like in this weird space and he's like transitioning to other things and he does this show in between that and uh yeah, full review next week because I can't give my final thoughts. Okay. I'm still like halfway through. I'm digging it so far though. I like it. All right, cool. So you guys want to just move into Winchester? Let's No, uh, not really. No. Let's, All right, do let's it. skip it. All right. You guys want to keep talking about other things? Yeah. I guess. What can we talk about? Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. We talk so much, and yet we can't think of one other thing to talk about other than movies. Hey, uh, let's play a clip. Yeah. Sure. It's gargantuan seven-storied structure with no apparent rhyme or reason. Built on the orders of a grieving widow. Sarah Winchester's mind is as chaotic as the house itself. 
We're worried about her sanity, Dr. Price. Mrs. Winchester, it's a pleasure to finally meet you. Do you believe in ghosts, Dr. Price? I do not believe in anything I cannot see or study. I feel their presence. Winchester, directed by the Spirit Brothers, an eccentric firearm, Harris believes she is haunted by the souls of the people killed by the Winchester repeated arms <laughs> rifle. It's <laughs> <laughs> the last word. Yeah, I was sitting there. I'm like, it's just like, dude, yeah, it seems like a very fucking pain in the ass. Like, It's a one-sentence plot. It's one sentence. Run-on yeah. sentence. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all of it. Well, well, this film stars uh, Dame Helen Merriam. We got Sarah Snook, Jason Clark, and uh, I think that's the cast, huh? We got some <laughs> other people here. Yeah, I don't know anybody else in this movie. I know the other guy, the one who uh, plays like her henchman. He was in the yeah, Sidious films. Oh, really? He plays one of the the demons. No, no, he plays one of the tech guys. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't fucking remember. He has that like, like long mustache. Oh, that guy. I thought you were talking about the other guy. Yeah, but uh, this movie was actually rewritten by the Spirit Brothers. Well, fuck. They should have fucking got someone else to rewrite this shit. Wow. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was written by one guy, and uh, they came on board, and I believe rewrote the whole thing. I wonder, <laughs> I, I, I wonder how... <laughs> Just wait, what? I wonder how... <laughs> they stepped in and like, yeah, we're going to change this shit. <laughs> they just walked in and was like, all right, we, we're just... Taking everything off the table. We were doing this. Jesus, man, that's fucking shitty. Yeah. They, bu- they butcher it. They fucking like, well, butchered it. All right, so I'll jump in first. I usually never do, but oh, why not? Oh, man. Um, it's a new day. I figured I uh, didn't rewatch watch Before you my jump review. in, What's I just want to tell you guys, when you guys picked it on the episode, I was listening. I wasn't here. I didn't get a say. I almost ripped the headphones out of my phone and smashed my phone because... That's what we wanted you to do. And... I know you guys were saying you were excited for it, and uh, I was. What? It looked good. Do you have Stockholm syndrome for horror movies? I think you might. No, I think you do, because I've never saw a trailer that looked more uninteresting than this one. Listen, it's fucking February. I needed a horror movie to watch. Oh God, just go on with your review. I'm sorry. All right, so I assume you didn't like this movie. So that's Shoma's review. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, this movie it was not. I know the world has been um, talking a lot of shit about this movie. Uh, it wasn't screened for uh, critics at all. A lot of the reviews that you're seeing online are just people who saw it, reviewed it, but it wasn't. It wasn't initially screened for critics. But uh, if you if you're aware, this movie got a nine percent Rotten Tomatoes, and I believe like a five out of ten on IMDb, which is actually high, I would say, for a horror movie, and this movie in particular. So, um, I am a fan of the Spirit Brothers. Uh, I'm a fan of uh, Predestination. I was a huge fan of Daybreakers. Uh, that's a great... I Man, think, I, I, think just that's think, a I just movie. think you're a fan of Ethan Hawke. Let's be honest now. Well, yeah, I am a fan of Ethan Hawke. I'm yeah. a fan of Predestination. I think that's a good science fiction story. Yeah, it's very interesting. Oh, hey, buddy, can you top me off? Yeah, man. Soda yo, yo, man, you want to jump on this? No, no, I don't drink soda. You don't have to say it like that. It sounds super pretentious. Nah. I don't drink soda. I don't drink a uh, plastic bottle soda. <laughs> <laughs> what mean, a snob. You only get a glass week bottle. I got the glass and the week before that too. <laughs> the uh, glass is the best, right? I think the glass so. Yeah, but it's, it's not good. going out of your way to find. I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. 
<laughs> I had to go. I had to go to Home Depot to get it. <laughs> That's like the weirdest inconvenient I'm not thing even to joking. do. But yeah, uh, back to this movie. I'm a fan of the Spirit Brothers. I like Predestination. I liked uh, Daybreakers. I thought it was a good take on the um, zombie story, or sorry, um, vampire vampires. story. Um, so yeah, fan of those movies. Those are the only things I've seen by these guys. And then come along two years later, they do a horror movie, um, the Winchester House, based on the Winchester. State, mansion, like state, man, yeah, mansion, whatever. By Sarah Winchester. Uh, so this story of the house is interesting. I've been following the story for the last for few years or so. Uh, watched a ton of YouTube shit, did a lot of reading. Um, I'm into haunted places and in, in terms of like the stories behind them and why people think they're haunted and what it's come to be now. Like, I'm not too sure what this house is now, but I think it's generally closed off to the public. But uh, the story of this house is interesting. Now, with this movie, I would say the arc of this story has absolutely nothing to do with the actual house and the story. Uh, we get something completely Hollywood in this movie. Uh, this story is pretty interesting because it's about a lady who's gone mad and builds a maze of a house in all these compartments and all these sections that have no sense to it whatsoever. There's... In the real house, there's like doors and stairs that lead to the outside without any stairs. There's rooms that have interconnecting rooms of different types. There's hallways that never end apparently, and there's there's a room where furniture, all the furniture is uh upside down, and uh it's she's an artist. Yeah, so I've always <laughs> wanna, I've always been intrigued to visit this house. I think, uh, but I don't think it's open to the public at all. Uh, actually, it, it was, was at one point. Yeah, it, it was, was at one point. Yeah. And uh, my uh, one of my coworkers said he went to the actual house. Yeah. And he said, he's like, it fucking sucked. And I'm like, why? Yeah. He's like, because it's a guided tour. They don't want you to like, look at anything. Yeah. And I heard uh, for the most part, most of it is not shown to the public, even with the tour. Um, it's a big house. But uh, yeah, so this story doesn't d- deal with any of that. It touches on the idea or the backstory of Sarah Winchester going crazy and losing the estate and having have to have somebody come in and evaluate her mental state. And that's the arc that we get in this story. And the story is driven by Jason Clark's character. Um, so this movie is not good. The, stylistically and visually, it's all, just all over the place. We don't get a good view of the house. We, we get a view of the outside house. I believe it's the real house they actually were able to shoot. No way. Uh, the outside, that's the option Dude, shot. Dude, that shit looks... CGI that it looked well, like they CG- RuneScape. Well, they CGI'd like what it would have looked like in the twenties. Yeah, it looked like you, we were playing the f- original version yeah. of RuneScape or N sixty four game. It mm-hmm. looked. Did was it my theater or did anybody? No, no, it has it? this glossy to overtone to it. For it, um, it, it looked like unfinished, like three D work. Yeah. So yeah, uh, visually it's awful. Um, <laughs> this movie has a just cliches all over the place a lot of horror cliches that i despise we have a ton of um scare um cliches like uh some of the ghosts popping up ran random jump scares here and there throughout the film which i'm not a fan of and if you look at movies like for example you take a, a good ghost story you take a good haunted house story and the perfect one being in my opinion is the shining and that movie resonates with you because the imagery, the way they present a lot of these ghosts in these section of this place, and the way they, or the way um, Kubrick films these things, is so well done. This movie, it's so all of the place. It, it lacks like a distinct style to it. Um, that the 
Spirit Brothers don't have for this genre, I think. I think they're really good at developing characters and story based on like their other two films that I like. But this one's just awful. Um, I don't like any character. Sarah Winchester's character, who's played by Helen Miriam, takes a backseat in the story for the most part. And we're left with Jason Clark's story, which is just trash. His backstory <laughs> of who he is and why he's able to see ghosts makes no goddamn sense at all. Um, should I just say it? Spoilers, no, spoilers, no. spoilers. Okay, so I'm going to say it. Um, so spoilers, skip 30, 15 no, seconds. No, fuck this. Don't it's even it's like... not a spoiler, I think, because in the trailer they talk about Just that don't watch he, the movie. <laughs> he, uh, wow. Okay, right, so in this it. movie, he's able to see Ghost. And reason being is that he was shot accidentally at one point, and he was, I guess, dead for three minutes. And he, uh, coming back into the real world, he had a stake in the dead and now he's able to see the dead as well so in fucking reality stupid um god that's awful so... um i don't when i first saw the trailer i thought the story was going to deal with sarah winchester's character mainly which would have been pretty cool i guess but even so uh the script was just awful um and the story kind of feels cornered we don't get a lot of uh imagery of like the house and a lot of the interesting parts of the house some of the, some of the stuff. It's just the like story what's like they, ha- at all. they all they pick certain like things to shoot. They're like, okay, we're gonna they were in the writers' room. It's like, all right, we're gonna have this. We're gonna have mm-hmm. five rooms. And it was that montage. We're gonna shoot. And yeah. it was like the, that's all they fucking did. They shot in the instead same. Of, fucking instead rooms. of the house being a character, they just showed the house in montages. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie, it just felt like a like the fucking house. aerial shots of the house like, whoosh, when the music, yeah. the fucking music. No, it's fucking so stupid. It also Fuck this um movie. this movie it I think that it also corners the every everything that leads up to the story is just in the third act of the film. We get a ton of exposition in the first two acts of this movie and just a ton of like character jumping around from Jason Clark's character to the the daughter's character, the son, who looks like the kid from the Wendy's photo by the way. <laughs> It's uh, a girl, but yeah, the girl. But in male is her male, her twin. brother, basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sarah Snook. I'm a fan of her. Or is that, yeah, Sarah Snook. She was in um, Predestination. She plays the lead. Oh yeah, she's a uh, she's a good actress. But in this movie, she doesn't get to shine through at all. Um, they don't allow her. Um, but yeah, I was not a fan of this movie. It was pure trash. A lot of jump scares, cliche moments, and you look at a movie like like a decent horror story, Thirteen Ghosts. And that movie, they they were able to explore so many aspects of this one place, and it creates some really good natural scares based on like these ghouls and ghostly creatures. This movie, it they don't exploit any of that stuff, any of the stories that Sarah Winchester uh, explains in the movie at all. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it really it really underlines the the flaws of uh, Hollywood, I think. To to be able to just like throw this together like a like a last minute science project, it's just, it's like, I, don't know. I ha- like they have one word. I mean, I'm not. I'm usually, well, like I, I'm usually talking a little bit more when it comes to like main reviews. But man, dude, this this should bum me the fuck out. Uh, yeah. One word I can really just say is like cheap. Like everything looks cheap. Everything, everything, dude, everything, those fucking, everything. Those everything. RuneScape shots of the house, fucking cheap. It, it. I, I looked over at Taffy. I was like, "No, no, <laughs> dude. This story is all right." So I'm gonna get the, my real problem with this movie. 
So it does something that all horror movies do, modern ones, is that they have the cheap jump scare where they play the loud music and then just it's just like throwing constant jump scares at you to try to get a rise out of the audience. I hate that. But then this movie does something even worse. Like it just has the most bullshit Deus Ex Machina ending. Like like they they are like basically <laughs> screwed and then out of nowhere like uh, spoilers like the literally solution the solution presented to them within a second within a second like it's yeah. almost it's so fucking dumb the solution the solution is so dumb <laughs> i don't understand like someone in the writers room should have been like this are you this sure good? are you sure, are sure that would make this? sense oh no no it's going to be great it's going to be great it's going to be great we're going to be on set don't worry guys we'll be fine fuck man even like these actors you're reading this shit they're gonna be like it's like can we change some of this like no okay never mind i guess we're just gonna the lines are the lines (laughs) 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 you don't change my movie (laughs) well i guess so man fuck man this i can't even like i don't even remember most of the story like i forgot i watched this movie yesterday i um I completely forgot I watched you, you it. You guys helped me move yesterday. and uh, Oh, I conned people to go see yeah, this, by the way. Yeah, you're a dick. Uh, well, you didn't know. <laughs> I mean, for well, benefit of the doubt, you didn't know, but... No, it was, I, was, I definitely knew what I was getting myself but into. But you, did you, didn't, you didn't have the experience that I had. You didn't have the knowledge that I had. And uh, when Pat and Jesse told me that they were going to go with you, I was like, please do something else. <laughs> Please let Steve go see this movie because he has to, and go. Anything you do will be more productive than this. Go get a beer. Go, like I don't know. Go do something. Go play Monopoly. Donate to charity. <laughs> Fucking it's, something. Be a better person. I was person. just like, you guys don't see a ton of movies. Like, and anytime I want them to watch a good movie, they they really don't because they're not <laughs> they're not into movies. And then they go see this bullshit, and it's just it's offensive on so ever. many levels. Dude, like you recommend movies all the time. And they're like, "Nah, we're good." And I'm, I'm like, "Dude, I'm like, hey, let's go see, it. let's go see this one fucking shitty horror movie." And everyone's like, "Okay, yeah." Like Pat, <laughs> I was like, "Dude, come see the Disaster Artist with us. It'll be fun. It's an opening night. There will be a lot of people there laughing." He's like, "Ah, it doesn't look that interesting to me." But you, but you get conned into going to this. I mean, <laughs> hey, God, seeing the trailer for this, uh, it's not often that movies are worse than the trailers, but the trailers. I don't know. It's probably like I think the trailer's better. I think I'd rather just watch the, the trailer, trailer like is twenty better, times. But it still was bad. I was, was just bad. like, I can't. I was like, no. I like, please. I hoped you guys would pick it, and uh, sure enough, I listened. And you got shit on last week a little bit. Me? Yeah, you got yeah, dunked I did on get a bit. Shit on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you were right though. You were like, how's Thomas gonna feel about this? He's gonna fucking hate it. I'm sure. You. I was pissed. I was uh, genuinely pissed. Um, <laughs> this movie's not. Not even worth talking about. I mean, it's disrespectful to say that, but the fact that Holly or people with power who have like producer friends and they they have the ability to fund a film and like get one made, it's offensive that they would make this because you're you're taking like people's time away from them that could be working on good stuff. Okay. So right. yeah. I, no, I agree. I hundred percent agree. Like this could be, this could have been something else. Like this could have been a different project. They could have spent their money and time and energy and every, yeah. every Didn't actor, to be yeah, would be here. But I just wanted to do something a little bit different than we usually do. Since Harvey's not here, we do have this opening, and uh, I feel like I think he would like to get his voice out there. And I, and I want to read his review. 
Oh, on Letterboxd? Uh, on Letterboxd. I have some other stuff that I have to read for you guys as well. What? Just some interesting facts what? or interesting reviews that All I right. found. Okay. <laughs> I became a victim tonight, Harvey Gladden. <laughs> he watched it before me. I don't even know how the fuck he managed that. Did he see it like Thursday, Thursday night? Premiere? Yeah, I think so. God, he went opening he's, night. He's dedicated. Um, I got another review if you'd like to hear it. It's a short one. All right. Uh, uh, best nap of 2018. I thought that was pretty. <laughs> I was like, I was dropped. Almost, almost dropped lit. I heard Fun you almost did, Sean. Have you guys? No, ever, I did. I fell asleep for 40 minutes. You guys ever? <laughs> I I never. Oh my god. I woke up in the third act. <laughs> I was like, what? How the fuck did they? Get I here? Uh, I don't normally do this, but uh, I'd say w- into the second act, I checked IMDb for the runtime because I was like, I don't know how much more I can handle. I was and, like, <laughs> and I said, if this movie's over two hours, I might walk out right now, because it's only been thirty minutes, and I can't do another hour and a half for, to two hours. I can't. And uh, I checked the runtime halfway, which I never do, and uh, it's an hour thirty nine. I'm oh, thank God. And uh, I legitimately was about to walk out. I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna come on this podcast and be like. I don't care what you guys say. I don't care what you guys. If you judge me, I, I I'm proud that I walked out. I I, I ended stood up, up sticking through and I stayed awake the entire time. But it was a uh, it was torture, literal literal torture. I don't I don't want to do it again. Yeah. Can I read you one more review? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is an interesting one. What Winchester lacks in originality, its creators uh, apply makeup for its execu- or makeup for an execution. <laughs> That's a positive review. <laughs> I have another one. If you like, uh, structure reflects that of the film. Uh, a creaky uh, accumulation of tropes from all manner of haunted house movies stitched together into an impressive edifice. These First are, of all, these are not. this is like legit. I found these online. People legit wrote these things. I love the internet. <laughs> it's a scary place to know that we're so divided. And the people in actually my, gave us a positive in score. In my brain, this is a queer not good. And uh, the fact that people do like it means that it, it it makes sense that there's sociopaths out there and pedophiles and everything. <laughs> because I don't, I couldn't be like that. And I don't imagine how anybody can. And Dude. yet somehow people can. And I think this movie is a good metaphor for that. No, it is. It's So it's if you like this movie, you're a pedophile. You're, you're, yeah, you're a, you're a sociopath. You'd probably, you'd probably eat your own baby shit like that. Is that, is, is that a thing? Uh, I don't know, but there's that Nick Cage movie that looks interesting. <laughs> Nick Cage uh, is a treasure. Dude, I was, we were just talking about him before the show, man. He's just a little fucking whore. He just like everything I see him in, and you can tell like in but his he has eyes his own, that it's like... He doesn't want to do this. Like Sometimes he, he does. Sometimes he goes full full lunatic. <laughs> but enough about Nick Cage. Do we have any other thoughts on Winchester? I mean, uh, not thoughts. I'm just gonna go around and explain my experience in the I, movie. I want to say something real quick. Yeah. I was talking to Steve about this at the bar. Oh yeah, I forgot. Right we were like, we were just like going in at it. At the There's bar. a lot of Chill. things about this movie that don't make any goddamn sense at all to me. Um, one, uh, there's a scene in the movie where he sh- he's shooting the ghosts. Oh yeah, there's and he, a there's and then he, his and he's obviously it's going through them, and he and he yells to Helen Miriam, it's going right through them. <laughs> Second, uh, well, I mean, for that a, makes sense. You gotta you gotta communicate the for issue a, right? a per, for a person who created an entire estate 
in this like against guns. She has guns everywhere in the goddamn house. Yeah, everywhere. Her her workers carry guns. Yeah, I don't understand. To protect her, apparently. Um also just what I was talking about earlier, how is he able to see the dead because of that? I think it's because he's been touched by death. No. I th- All right, my problem... Well, you what? say no, but that's really what it was. <laughs> yeah, my problem with the movie, it's just like, a lot of it just doesn't make any sense. Like, like the like honestly, all right, like the biggest thing in the movie is that he tries to shoot the ghost. Like, how? Why? Like, what logic? Like, what waste, logic? That's a waste of good bullets. <laughs> like, and then there's like a lot of scenes that get that... God, I'm going to spoil it. Spoiler... I guess for this critical scene in the fucking movie, so the house collapses or not collapses, but the house like shakes up a bit and frees all the unwanted spirits, the evil ones. Uh, near the end of the film, they start wandering the house, but then you find out that they're not too bad; they're actually pretty friendly. And like Casper, yeah, I guess. And then they help him defeat the really, really bad ghost. And ghost, then, ghost army unite. Yeah, and then Helen Mirren. What Sarah Winchester? She uh, she yells at the the other bad ghost after they defeat the really bad one, and she tells him, "Oh, go back to your room." She literally that's the actual line of the movie, like "Go back to your room," and they all go back to their room and they all lock themselves away. But then at the end, we get this weird end credit sequence where like 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 the door is opening to one of these rooms, kind of getting a sequel bait, and I'm I'm just like, but that doesn't make any sense because they were just out. Why would they go back in if they were already out? It's like this little stupid shit like that. Like it's just like it's just like no one thought about anything in this movie. Like it just like things I think happen. The, fu- the funny thing is that they had the audacity to put at the beginning of the movie based on real events. Oh, oh. Well, see, the thing is, I wasn't in the begin. Like we we missed the first ten minutes because really? we came in late, and you know we're walking in, and this shit was like pitch black. I couldn't see like anything. Hmm. So we're like I'm like stumbling around trying to find chairs, and I found like a couple chairs. And then yeah, we're in, we were we didn't even see that part of like opening yeah. scene. It says based on real events, and I think this is a, a great disrespect to Sarah Winchester. This whole movie, because <laughs> people are gonna go in there thinking it went down like this or oh. some shit. They're, they're all looking and, at each other uh, at the end of the movie. From like, what, what I hear, happened? she's a very smart woman. She was like a kind of a, a eccentric genius, and she uh, this movie is not fucking good. Like it, the the story is so it's like. This woman's crazy, and she says she sees ghosts and builds room about ghosts. Let's make a ridiculous fantasy story yeah, that has nothing to do with reality. It doesn't make sense. If you know the real story, um, she she in a letter years later or before her death, she she, she said that um, the house do uh, it looks like it was built by a crazy person, and uh, she confessed that this house wasn't really built to honor like the dead. Really, it was, it was just that. It was something to do, apparently. Yeah. Um, and it was like a state of her life. I was bored. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, when you have a lot of money, And then the bored. world went crazy when they heard this story. And like the, you know, they fantasize everything that happened. And here we have this movie. And I hate Based people. Based on real who, uh, events. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm such a, a skeptical guy. Like, I hate people who make shit up and think places are haunted. And, uh, I don't know. I don't believe any of it. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what you say. Life is not interesting. This is it. This is all it is for us, and that's that. Uh, thank you. There's for no, those. there's no reason to fantasize that shit like this went down because it didn't. Mm-hmm. And if it did, you wouldn't know. And if there's no proof, then it didn't happen. Like, 
it's, yes. it's just and it's just like you could say all you want, but like I don't know. If I start a rumor about you, would you want that to be true? I mean, yeah. I just find this movie so interesting because on every level it failed. On every single level, there's not like one redeeming thing where I can be like, I like this idea. No, I don't like any of the ideas. All <laughs> this the is a ideas were bad. February fever, man. This is this is the, the biggest. Ju- this is like Jupiter. This is what I felt in Jupiter ascending too. This is, oh, I haven't seen Jupiter ascending. I heard it's pretty. It was bad. like a February release too. But thank God we're we're actually getting good, well, possibly good February movies. Yeah, this is the biggest. It, this was you, the. I just I want to be scared or thrilled or just in suspense, and you get none of that here. You know. No, it's just a lot of cheap jump scares yeah. and uh, a the plot that doesn't make any sense. I don't think people realize that jump scares are not what they're cracked up to be. Like, I think a good example of a modern horror movie that was amazing that isn't horror, it's not supernatural really, it's more thriller, it was a Don't Breathe. Yeah. Like, the the stakes are so high that you're like, fuck, you're like clenching your seat. I haven't seen it yet. It's so scarily thrilling. It's it's good. I haven't seen... Uh, saw that, right, Sean? Yeah, I love that movie. It's fucking yeah, I'm trying. To, we don't. We haven't. You, you we, feel so <laughs> gripped. I thought we were gonna have this like weird horror renaissance. Like we we're gonna get all these like because we had films like It Follows come out. We had films like you know. You did get a horror horror renaissance. This movie is the equivalent to a really shitty small renaissance just, fair. Yeah, I'm just saying though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like welcome. To- <laughs> They don't even change their accents. They're just like, welcome to medieval land. <laughs> Holy the, shit. The, the 35th annual Biloxi, Mississippi. I think, I think, I think horror is still in a good state, though. Like, it's not, yeah, it's not bad. It's just like... Well, I the think, problem I think with horror the, like, is... I think like, in the last two decades, we've had some amazing horrors. Like, you look at the 90s. Those all slasher horrors. Yeah. And you look at, like, the 80s uh, slasher horrors, and they revolved around the same three characters, Jason, Freddy... Yeah. And uh, Michael, but if you look at the the last two decades, like we have films like House of the Devil, uh, The Innkeepers, well, they're, uh, they're, It Follows, they're, The Witch. They're, well, people don't even mainstream more bo- the Babadook. I mean, uh, I want like I a good people, mainstream uh, horror movie though. That's what I want. I, I don't want all the these, Orphanage was great. Um, I just don't like all these modern horror movies that think they re- they they rely on just cheap gimmicks. Like it's not. Like, like my favorite, like some of my favorite horror movies didn't have jump scares. Well, the problem it's is, just like the you, can't, you have to just trash this this uh, this type of story. It's done. It's <laughs> been done a million times. The Conjuring is the last great thing you'll see in that, like Haunted House. Yeah, yeah. just let's trash it. There's other stuff out there. Like like don't don't breathe. Let's break into a blind man's home to rob him and see what happens. That you're technically in a house, like a haunted house, yeah. but. We don't need ghosts. We need uh, we I just want to be scared and like interested in a new concept, and I'm not getting that in this movie. But people are yeah. doing it. I think horror movies are creative. And yeah, like yeah. look at uh, it comes a night. That was a good horror movie. Yeah, uh, it was great. what a uh, killless. We've seen that. We seen killless. That. Killless is amazing. That one still sticks mm-hmm. with me to the very uh, like one to of this my day. favorites of the last decade is The Innkeepers. That movie is amazing. So is House of the Devil. That's a that's, good one that's too. what a good horror movie does, though. It stays with you, and you think about it. It makes you uncomfortable. Like this movie, it's just like you guys see the trailer for Hereditary. No, no. Ooh, I want to see that. I want to look that you up might later. Want to check that out. <sighs> yeah, we hated this movie. I don't know if you got that. Yeah, and I hated you guys for picking it. I would have rather welcome. watched the uh, the Clint Eastwood joint. All right, let's drop some scores. Steve. Hmm. What? Raiden. Oh, half. Wow. 
Half a star? <laughs> Half a star. I'm going to give it one star. It's Jesus not even worth it. Christ, Steve. It's not even worth it. It's not like it's don't bother watching it. Yeah. It's the worst thing I've seen all year. Um, I don't know, I'd probably give it a one. Half is reserved for like like pure. Oh, I also forgot. This also has the stamp of approval of horseshit. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is definitely <laughs> horseshit. Yeah. And it's weird because it's, it's not B movie. It's, you know. It's a big, big budget. Or somewhat of a big budget. You know how much money he made back so far? Only what? made three million. That's that, too much. <laughs> that's too much. You know, people are going to probably watch this and they're like, "Oh, that was good. That was a lot of fun." Let's let's Gross. pick something. Let me be a part of it this time. Let's let's pick something for next week. Pick something that Harvey's not going to like. Maybe I will. Yeah. What do we got there, Sean? All right. So next week. We got your boy Clint Eastwood releasing his big picture. 1915 to Paris. 1517. 15 to 17. <laughs> right? In Paris. Yeah, we got good old Fifty Shades Freed. Ooh. We got Peter Rabbit. Do I have to watch all the other uh, Fifty Shades? I've never seen any of these movies. I want to watch them to see like uh, if I actually get turned on or not. You know, I, I was watching porn one day. <laughs> and uh, they there's one on the homepage of the website I frequent at. And um, <laughs> where they just cut out all the the sex scenes from the first Fifty Shades movie, really, and made it into a porno. It's got to be like Skinamax. Yeah, it's, it's like, like the most basic and I, and I shit. I watched it. I I want to uh I want to watch those movies and see if the porn like if it's not watching porn it. has desensitized me to the point where that stuff's like like it's just the most, white noise to me. It's like fucking so bland of vanilla but there's people out there that are like like it's because they don't watch they don't watch porn i guess dripping dripping in the theaters i bet you they have to put like little plastic things over the seats for that movie fucking why because <laughs> everyone's just unloading <laughs> just oh my god this is disgusting let's uh let's pick a movie uh all right so we got bomb city i heard great things about that. so did i i don't know if we'll be able to see that though uh, Peter Rabbit, Fifty Shades Freed, uh, Fifteen Seventeen Paris, Entanglement, and Permission. So, what are you guys saying? I'm gonna have to do the Fifteen Seventeen to Paris. What are we? What are our options again? Uh, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look these movies up. Fifty Shades Freed. Bomb Bomb City is gonna be hard to find. I'm sure, right? Yeah, it's gonna be like a modern like, day SLC punk, right? Mm-hmm. Oh man! Oh man! Steve, what do you what think? What do you think? Peter Rabbit. No. <laughs> oh, I know what I want to watch. That trailer looked awful, by the way. Oh, I know exactly what I want to watch next week. Golden Exits. What is that? That's a fucking Alex Ross Perry film. Well, are we gonna find it? That's not clocking anywhere on mine. I mean, I'm looking at it right now, man. It's coming out. I don't know if you guys heard of FirstShowing.net, but this guy does his best to actually get the actual releases right under their filed dates. It comes out next week, 9th, February 9th. But I mean, if you guys, I mean, regardless of that, I'm going to go see this because I, I do like a lot of these actors. Golden and Exit, I, I show February 16th. Huh? That's streaming. Right. A limited theater release on the 9th. But if you guys want to go watch 15, 17, Yuma, we I can me- definitely do I remember that. when he, re- uh, was it him? Who did uh? No, that was him, right? Hmm. He didn't do uh, Seven Chinese Brothers. No, he did. That was no, someone else. else. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of Alex Ross Perry's movies don't get large releases, and sometimes he only plays it in one theater. Yeah, I could see this being ir- a irrelevant and kind of hard to watch. All right, then. Well, I'm a huge fan of his, though. You should check out uh, this Queen of Earth. Uh, I like Listen to Philip. He did that, right? Yeah, we can we can watch fifteen, seventeen of Yuma. Oh, he's not to Yuma. It's to Paris. He was, <laughs> he, was he he was in um he was in that movie though. Seven Chinese Brothers. He played the guy yeah. who he like hit the car. Oh, really? He's driving the car and they end up giving him a ride. That was Alex Ross Perry. Huh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm down for that. I know Harvey's probably not a fan of that. Wh- which one? Fifteen Seventeen. All oh, right. It'll be fine. It's February. We got uh. I mean, we got Black. We can also put next. a pin on it. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that again. Let's just get it out of the way. <laughs> what is that? This is no extra chore. Just yeah, it is. It's like oh, it's Sunday. Fuck. What are we seeing? I don't want to do that. I say we do the Clint Eastwood. We get to... It'll be interesting because we get to comment on... I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but uh, the the people in the movie are the actual guys who did the event. And I think that'll spark some uh, some conversation. That's, yeah, I mean... Yeah. I guess we can Maybe. watch it. Maybe. It's Clint Eastwood. He's a name. I mean, we might as well do that movie, right? Damn, man. I feel like we're getting bullied into this right now. I don't like this. Uh, you uh, you guys get your responsibilities revoked after making me watch Winchester. <laughs> You'll never forgive us, will you? We did that for spite. I didn't want to watch this movie. Yeah, we did, we did that all for spite. You didn't hear what I said. He's going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But just let's get this out of the way, and then we'll do Black Panther, and we'll do Annihilation. We got stuff coming up. after. The, we just we, have to get over this hump. Dude, after this is the last hump. After that death wish, that's going to be fun. Uh, just wait with Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah, that shit looks ridiculous. I can't. When wait. is that coming out? Dude, March second. Oh, that's gonna be a fun movie to watch. Jesus. Are you serious? Yeah, I saw a trailer that said November. Well, that definitely says March seventh. Oh, second. Hmm. You're talking they about would, the Death Wish remake. They wouldn't play a trailer that in depth, that far in advance. I was thinking about that. Maybe I was dreaming. Yeah, it must have been know. something else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I say uh, we do this. This. Uh, Patriotic movie. I hate January and February. <laughs> I know. Dude, it's brutal. It, it's all right. We're come to this, through. huh? We're going to get through it. All right, why not? Fine. We'll watch that. 1517 Paris. Let's do it. All right, you guys want to move on? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll do the topic now. All right, so I guess we're doing... Uh, let's have a to- uh, discussion about uh, some terrible films that had some great actors in it. Um, do you I, guys... I kind of I kind of want a different route. I hope it's okay. Okay, why don't you start off then, so I know what you're talking about. All right, so I went with... Uh, it's not so much the film is terrible. It's uh, It's like if you bought like a fast car and you never went over 50 miles an hour. You know? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, so... Underused. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're underutilized. <laughs> There's no reason for a metaphor there or an No, analogy. never. There's a word for that. Yeah. <laughs> There's an actual word. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to put it in some context to, to raise the stakes, but uh, fuck, I'm an idiot. Oh, all right, so this movie was like exciting to find out it was going to be made is and uh, it was because of the uh, the villain. I was like, ooh, he's played a villain before. He I know what you're talking great. about. What is the counselor? No. Oh, who's the villain in that? Uh, I guess technically Javier Bardem. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, 
I'm talking uh, Spectre, James Bond, mm-hmm. Christoph. Oh Waltz. man, that was fucking rough. And dude, when you found out, hey, who's the next Bond villain? Christoph Waltz. Holy shit! I can't wait for that. You know, we got uh, Goris Bastards. He's he's incredible in that. And, yeah, everyone's uh, off that hype. And you're all like, wow, that like the dude's made for it, right? He can do that. And uh, man, he shows up towards the end of the film. Says some some wise things. Says he says things. And That's not say it's wise. Yeah, yeah, he says some things. Explains the plot that happened to James Bond, and then uh, the movie kind of ends. And you're like, wow, that could have been anyone. And uh, to get such a cal like a high caliber actor like that to do such a a meaningless role, I don't know, man. These Bond movies, as of lately, they've just been pumping them out like a. Like nothing. Yeah, kind of like left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, and uh, yeah, is that the last Bond movie? No, there's one after that. It was Skyfall, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They're, making, they're making a lot of these things. Skyfall um, was great, though. Uh, Skyfall was better. I don't know if I loved it, but uh, I think Javier Bardem did a little bit better. But uh, Chris Waltz, man, you could have been anything. <laughs> you could you could have done so many things with him. Let him write it or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy that they went with that. But that's really kind of what I thought of. I don't really have any honorable mentions at the moment. I like you, Steve? so like originally I was thinking of like poor casting, and uh, because originally we changed the topic like twice, <laughs> and originally it's gonna be like poor casting choices. And the first one that instantly jumped out at me was Ben Affleck in every superhero movie he's in, or every attempt. And then we changed it to uh, good actors but bad movies. And that still inherently works for. I just realized I'm like, because like, because Ben Affleck's a good actor and he's a great director. Yeah. But he's just like he just. Why does he do this? Why does he do these movies? I'm still trying to figure out. And I'm speaking specifically of like, bat the Batman Superman fiasco and then Justice League fiasco and then. Justice League Five fiasco. Where you're gonna get all these movies? You want to put on a bat suit for a few months for a couple mil? Sure. Yeah, sure. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it happens, Steve. If it's that easy, it's that easy. <laughs> Shit, man. Yeah. I mean, once you get to that level, and people are like, "Hey, I want you to wear this bat suit." Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I like Ben Affleck and Arrow. Like, he's not a bad, especially when he's like doing like the town. Great, you know. When you're looking at, especially when, when he looking at the work that he's directed himself as well. Yeah, yeah. It's great. And it's just like you, you and then you see what he's been doing this last couple of years and you're like, dude, what's going on? Are you okay? You wanna talk about it? You wanna you wanna let us know? Like <laughs> Maybe he like owes someone a ton of money for blackmail. And he's like he's gotta take as many shitty so blockbusters. He's, basically roles he's to, Nick Caging right now. Yeah. I don't think Nick yeah, Nick Cage <laughs> is just, but his is like open. He's just like ah, fuck. Do you think Nick Cage has paid his debts off by now with I all these? I feel like I feel like he should have, right? right? Only if they're like lowballing no, him. No, he must they're be making like two grand a movie. That's what <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Two grand a movie? You think they're that bad? <laughs> they're like, he's like, hey, here you go, man. He's like, can I get can I get a little bit extra? He's like, no, two grand. He goes to the check cashing place on the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Poor the Nick fucking Cage, man. I feel so bad. I might watch every Nick Cage movie ever made. No. You shouldn't. Joe was great. I love Joe. 
Yeah, there's a lot more movies out there. I feel like that had like really good cast, and it was like you're getting excited. You're like, oh fuck, can't wait. But I think my choice just fit for original topic and this topic as well in terms of like actor doing bad movies. I think that's like right. A- I mean, there's there's different ways to classify this. My pick was a was a actor that was just not good when he's normally great. You know? Yeah. Uh, there could be things like the title of the topic kind of suggests that the actor could be doing an amazing job in the movie and he's doing great for his role and he's killing it but the movie itself is horrible like i would see that like maybe the counselor or something because i'm sure that movie i didn't see it but i'm sure it had great performances yeah certainly you got any more picks steve no i had an honorable mention but i lost it i like i was gonna write it down and then i forgot Mm -hmm. if i think of it again then i'll let you know um, but you, Sean. I got one solid pick, I think. Now, when this movie uh, released its trailer, it looked amazing. Like, I was so pumped. I, I, you were, too, actually. I don't know if you ever even saw this movie eventually. Was I? Yeah, I remember me, you, and Tim looking at this <laughs> trailer. I'm like, damn, that shit looks amazing. Hmm, what is this? Um, movie came out, trash. The world hated this movie. People were just confused at why this movie was so bad. And I didn't see it in theaters, but eventually I rented it from Redbox, and uh, we watched it. Or I did with uh, with another friend of mine called Jesse. His name's Jesse. Um, <laughs> His name's Jesse. Uh, I remember that day because we ordered pizza. And we watched it in my my den. Um, yeah, the movie's trash, and this movie's called uh, Gangster Squad. Oh, oh I did man, see it. this movie. Did? Yeah, so yeah. And we have um, this is a great oh, pick because this isn't even yeah. like it's so one. Weird. It's, it's so, multiple yeah. actors. Yeah, it's multiple. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. We I have Ron, who do we have? Ryan Gosling, um, Sean Penn. Sean Penn. We have what's Josh his name? Brolin. Josh Brolin. And that was at like, the height of like yeah. Gosling mania. Everyone's just like, yeah. dude, like Gosling's like. I think that was one of the shit. reasons why I was like yeah. excited too. Is like this yeah. movie was bad. It looked like it was shot on a like it looked like it was shot on set. Yeah. And it, this terrible, terrible set pieces in clothing design, just all it looked like a parody of like the the, the Noir, 50s or yeah. 20s or whatever ever it was. I think it was the 50s, but it was just trash. Um, that's one of my picks. And also, um, I guess you can say um, Ridley Scott has some some good uh, choices. For example, we mentioned the counselor. We have two of my favorite actors in that movie, and the plot and everything about that movie was just horrendous. Huge disappointment with the counselor. Uh, Michael Fassbender is actually one of my favorite actors right now. Uh, and then we also have, um, what's that one? Uh, Gods in, of Egypt? Or Gods, Gods in, of Egypt, yeah, with... Ridley Scott movie. Yeah. Yeah, so I saw that one in theaters too. That one was <laughs> that was bad as well. That was uh, Christian Bale, I believe, and... Christian oh, it's not Gods of Egypt. It's, uh, it's Gods of Exodus. Enough. Yeah, Exodus. Exodus. Right? Exodus. Whatever. Gods I can't fucking remember. Something, some shit like that. But yeah, that one came to mind too. So I don't what like that movie at all. Um, Joel Egerton's in that movie. So is Christian Bale. That movie was just a chore to get through. And it was so long. Chores. And that movie has a great director. Has a great, you know, duo with the cast. And uh, just horseshit as it's well. like, bro, you were given every tool in the book. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, the world doesn't remember Gangster Squad. It was supposed to be one of those movies, like, it's a staple in cinema, like Goodfellas and um, something along those lines. But it was just so awful. It's how bad it was. Like, I rarely do this. I forgot I, turned, I saw it. I, I forgot yeah. I saw it, too. But yeah. I remember I was on an airplane, and I'm, like, watching this. And I literally, like, like near the end of the movie, I'm just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I really don't. Yeah. And I just turned it off. Yeah. Damn. 
It was like one of those. I went to like, the theater and saw it. I was like, I can't do this emotionally, man. This is not good. Yeah, no, um, I went and saw it in the theater. Yeah, so that's my pick. I don't have anything else. Wow. I do have one pick, but it's controversial. What is it? Um, I know a lot of people like this movie. I'm a big fan of his, the director. Um, but this movie, I didn't think it was that good. I thought it was highly overrated when I first saw it, and I thought the cast was was incredible at the time. Uh, American Hustle, uh, Russell Peter film. Uh, that's what Christian Bale. You know, I almost thought you were gonna say what? American Honey. American Honey. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't you dare! I, I actually, I know this overall movie. this movie got good ratings. Um, I Jennifer Lawrence it, in but this it's, movie. It's, yeah, I don't know. The, this movie just didn't f- unfold well to like me. The, it you know seemed funny? like the counselor to me. It, you know, it's funny. Like I felt the same way about his other movie, uh, Joy. I never seen Joy. Yeah, Joy that, was the that, same I way because I, I was like sitting. I'm like, he's like, dude, this is not as good because I I loved his other movie, uh, um, Silver Lines Playbook. Yeah, it's it was great. Yeah. I fucking love that movie. And then I, the I was fighter, like, amazing. Yeah, I'm like watching all these movies and then go to see Joy, and I'm like, ah, man, this just didn't leave the right taste in my mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Jennifer Lawrence just overdid it a bit for me. Yeah, you guys go watch I Tanya. I Tanya's good. People are saying that. Tappy was saying it's really good. I'm gonna go it's, see uh, it. It's definitely uh, under under the rug. When when you got movies like The Post and shit coming out at the same time, I Tanya mm-hmm. deserves way more attention. All right, so kind of feel guilty not playing the game. I gotta sign somebody a movie. I didn't watch the movie. <sighs> yeah, but so hey, I guess I guess you're playing, dude. Harvey, hey, if you guys want to do that, I'll join in and just restart, and then we just I'll restart. Catch, no, we're not restart I'll, shit, no, motherfucker. No, I'll, I'll catch up. Like I'll watch the movie this week, and then next week. The no, loser of this both. game will pit, assign a movie. Okay. You guys want to do that? It's just three of us, anyways. Yeah, I don't get it. Explain it to me. So we're all gonna. We're, <laughs> so basically, we're gonna play the original version. Oh, of the original the game. version of the game. But right. next week we go back since there'll be a loser, and I'll catch up with the movie that I. Owe. Okay, so in this one, you actually risk losing. Yeah. Even though, and I might have to watch two movies if I lose. So okay. So that way I don't like skip out on watching. Did you movie. go first? Yeah. Why not? Ooh. All right. So explain the game as I'm preparing. Let me, let me clear some uh, some some space. Steve, explain this game. What's up, guys? The name of the game is Rolling the Dice. I mean, I think we need a better... <laughs> I just realized we never became creative enough to, to call this... <laughs> we didn't come up with a name for this game. Yeah, I realize that, too, right now in the second. Um, it's called Sinner Dice. All right. Ooh. It's called Rolling of the Dice. I like Cine Dice. <laughs> it's not good. I don't know why you like I it. I like that, man. It's so <laughs> cheesy. It's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like perfectly cheesy for you. It goes with the game. Two on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, Sean. Let's, uh, uh, let's see what you got. Name of the game, guys. Name of the we game. We got a 12-sided die. Uh, higher Roller of the lowest number has to watch a movie. Assigned by the winner of with the highest number, right? Yeah, you guys followed that along? You guys sound like you're doing those like, Oscar speeches <laughs> where the, the two people who won alternate the speech back and forth. <laughs> and they right, do here we go. Oh, Nervous. Man. I don't want to watch fucking two movies. Got them. You could. Roll that shit. A five. Fuck's not looking good. It's not a good roll. The wire hit it. A ten. A <sighs> solid ten. Steve, you better lo- roll lower than a five. Hey, all right, let me finish this text real quick. All right, we don't have time. Here. <laughs> this is uh, scary. If Sean loses, I don't uh, know what to assign him. What the fuck? I don't know. I feel like... Yeah, I don't know, man. It could go anywhere with the way you move it. I say re-roll. 11. I say re-roll. You can't do that. Yeah, I say re-roll, too. Two, two against one. Dude, 
Steve got a four. That's fucked oh up. Oh my god. That's so fucked. That, no, man, I'm taking my original role, man. I'm eleven. That was like a dual role. Like Dude, that's bullshit. Show will help you with the other Just wait, just wait. Here's the problem with your roll. If I move this, it would have went that way. If I move this, it would have went that way. So, and you got a three in this roll. So you lost, man. Just you lost, man. Fuck, dude, dude. You just, you're gonna get a one now. <laughs> Eleven. There we go. Your true. My, my true roll. But uh, yeah, you <sighs> lost. You gotta sign this boy uh, film. All right. Can't let- be American Honey because I already watched it, fucker. <laughs> Technically, I don't have proof that you watched it. So. Oh, fuck. You want me to like videotape myself watching the movie? I Tanya. Hmm. Give no. me a. Uh, all right, so what can I assign you? You got something for him? Yeah. So here's the deal. I know Harvey doesn't like when we assign. Uh, well, I guess everybody doesn't like when we assign stuff that was recently talked about. But I disagree. I think getting uh, new perspectives on movies are, are a good thing. And it's been a few weeks, so I think what, what's the threshold, right? Let's say uh, at least a month. <sighs> I would say it's been a month since my review, but you might have reviewed it. Okay. Uh, Steve, you gotta check out Brawl and Cellblock '99. What happened? Nice. What are you talking about? It's a good pick. You gotta, you gotta check out Brawl and Cellblock '99. You have a lot of fun, dude. It's, it's on my top ten list, and you, you're hanging on, not watching it. And uh, I think you need to be enlightened by what Vince Vaughn can do. Why can't you just give me a nice romantic comedy so I can just keep going this this path I'm there's, walking? There's romance and there's comedy in this. I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, I found some things funny. <laughs> I don't think some people would. I mean, you have a very morbid <laughs> sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, check this movie out, though. It's groundbreaking for Vince Vaughn. All right. It's a good and choice. Good Vince choice. Vaughn is old news. Not anymore, bitch. <laughs> Vince Vaughn could play a really good comic book villain. I'm surprised he hasn't been in I any comic see films yet. He could play a kingpin. Why would you want that? I don't know. Like... You know what? You know what? I uh, I was thinking back on Black Panther, right? And I was like, man, I'm so glad they got Ryan Coogler. I love Fruitvale Station. I loved Creed. And then I thought, oh no, they got Ryan Coogler. Was that mean he's going to be a big <clears throat> name now? Black Panther two, Black Panther three. You know how many films he could have made in that time that were amazing and independent. Yeah, but he wants that fucking money. I guess, but he wants that Marvel money, man. I don't know because he he made a choice not to do the next Creed movie, and that movie was a hit. Yeah, so he walked away from that franchise. Yeah, he could he could do what like Taika Waititi did and just like Panther offered him more money. It's like I I mean I've I've watched interviews with other called Taika Waititi, and he's talking about uh, Thor, and he's just like, yeah, I'm not. Doing like a sequel, I'm going back to work on my other personal projects. Well, well like, yeah, it's just not, like they, just a one-off. They don't always do that. You know? Yeah, so. but I don't think Ryan Coogler, being the way he is and all his other films, I feel like he likes choosing his projects. I don't think he's going to be pinned to just Black Panther. I think I he's going to do so. this, and I think he's going to go back to making other films. I sure hope so. I don't think he's he doesn't seem like a person, or I mean, he doesn't. From what I've watched, it doesn't seem like he he would just be a jobber. Like he's just like he's just there and he's like, yep, money talks, motherfuckers. All yeah. Right. Uh yeah, so Brawl and Cellbox ninety nine. Uh, you're gonna see a lot of cool stuff come from this guy in the future. Can That's you, Craig Zeller. I think one 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 reason why I really like this movie is because it was like a sleeper hit. Um, yeah. it didn't have a big budget. Uh, Barely was, even got a theatrical yeah, better, release. Better, it didn't really get a release. Um, and it was really good. It was so, so much fun, and it was surprising um, to see him in a role like this. Uh, not much dialogue spoken, which I love. It's good. And you're gonna you're gonna love your bed that night. Gonna, I'm gonna love my bed. Yeah, you're yeah. just gonna you take it for granted every night, but 
I'm gonna, it's I'm on, gonna love it's my on, bed. Steve, yeah. it's free. It's on Prime for free. So, all right, guys. Choice. Hey, hey, I trust you. Yeah, check right. it out. So that's it, right? Anything coming up? When's this uh, housewarming party? Uh, I don't know yet. <laughs> Why are you bringing it up like we're gonna invite people on the show? Like, hey, come yeah, through yeah, Tom's house. Post it on the website. Yeah. Check oh, out the Twitter. We sh- maybe we should do that. Let's see if people actually show up to see if people actually like. If you're in the New York area, you should come over to Tom's housewarming <laughs> I don't party. Think it's big enough. Yeah, uh, fuck it. Let's see. Let's see what happens. I'm curious. It's an experiment. Uh sure. I don't think it's anything's gonna happen, but all right. Come through. What's your uh, address? Say it right now. I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh email us for the address <laughs> on our website, do the right film.com. Oh, look at that. Segway. Any uh any shows coming up? Any concerts to anyone when it's irrelevant to in? film. I'm it's just a, wondering. I mean, mm. I heard my, my boy Sean told me about Starfucker coming in town. Yeah, there is. I just bought my ticket to Matt and Kim and uh, took Billy's Club. I need to go get my ticket for that, too. It's still not related to film. Uh, I'm thinking I'm about hitting up Philly to go see a show. Wonder Years? Yeah. I-, I might do that with you. They're not coming here? Are you sure? Dude, they're going to Philly. That's like the closest. And Philly's going to be cool, though. Think about going to Philly for like a day. Mm. Philly sucks. Always Sunny <laughs> always painted a bad image of it. I'm just kidding. All right, uh, yeah, I guess that's it for us. Uh, follow us on uh, SoundCloud if you don't listen on iTunes. But make sure if you are on iTunes, you hit that subscribe button. Smash that like button. Yeah, you get uh, you get notified when we release the episode. So uh, I don't know about you, but when I see podcasts that I like releasing a new episode, I'm like, I wake up in the morning, I'm like, yes. This is what I do. I know what I have to listen to this, on the commute. You this know? is what I do. I have the Pocket Cast app, which is great. If you don't have it, you should get it. On both Android or iPhone, the, the Pocket Cast. Yeah, it's called Pocket uh, Cast. It's used, like the best. I use the Apple one. That's trash. It used to be good. Now it's it trash. used to be. Yeah, but I have it on auto have, download. Have, uh, my favorite podcast. So yeah, auto so do I, on Wi-Fi only. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so when cool. so it's like a surprise when I get on the train. I'm like, let's see what like downloaded episodes I have. It's like, like oh shit, a new episode of this, a new episode of that. I don't have to worry about downloading. So so yeah, so we're saying is. Just go to your settings and do auto-download over Wi-Fi, and you can just always have us wherever you're at, no matter where. Wow. At yeah, home. That's bold. In the car. It's usually Tuesday afternoon you'll get it. So on your commute home Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I like how we were just walking people to this tutorial. Yeah, this is how you do it, man. This is how you find us and keep us forever yeah, in your yeah. pocket. Also on SoundCloud, if you're like on a browser or something at work, some people listen at work, you know, on their PCs and MacBooks, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, check us out. Interact yeah. with the show. You got topic suggestions? Send them our way, and uh, if Please. they're good, we'll probably do them. <laughs> we're grasping. <laughs> if they're, if they're grasping. bad. Uh, but yeah, and also we we love hearing feedback. So i waiting make- for an and, email. Uh, tell us who's your favorite host, you know? So. Don't do that. Tom wants to know so bad. I don't want to know because I know it's not going to be me and that hurts. You don't know that. Maybe people, maybe there's just like the only people listening are listening to you. Like they get off. They skip over our voices. I'll check, like, I'll check the uh, the episodes where I missed and see if we <laughs> have less plays. If oh, so, fuck, man. So you're, Might you're be right. something, yeah. Uh no I think uh I think the the benefits of having such diverse group of people here that this sounds weird what the fuck you mean diverse um, <laughs> racist ass well yeah I I I really <laughs> love our diversity here at this table and uh it's Who's a be- it's a beautiful thing it's just a lame white guy who's trying not to be racist that's my impression. Uh, what I'm saying is, uh, we're not all four nerdy guys who like the same shit. 
think we all like different stuff, and I think we all have different personalities, and I think people grasp onto us depending on who they are. I don't think uh, there's a clear winner, you know? I think uh, people who like horror movies are going to love Harvey. I think people who... Uh, love romantic comedies will love yeah, me. I think people who listen to other people to feel better about themselves, like me. Uh, <laughs> but, but thanks for listening either way. Whoever you like... I won't get offended if it's someone else. I love the way like you're saying no, but now you've gone <laughs> in like I would say like five minutes on this shit. I just want to say thanks for listening. You know, who, who, whichever one of us brings you to listen every week. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe on the episodes that like someone's not here, someone's like I'm not fucking listening. That's crazy. That would be. Crazy. You should listen to every episode. Ah, uh, I think I think it's okay to have a favorite host. It hurts my feelings. But uh, other than that, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, interact with the show. Do the right film. You guys got any last words? Oh, no. Fashion week's coming up. Life's going to suck. Word. That's it, really. Yeah, it's going to suck for me, too. (laughs) I'm not involved. It's just like everyone's going to be really fashionable, and I'm going to look like shit. (laughs) So there's that. All right, cool, cool. Well, Sean, any any parting words? Um, I don't have anything to say. Um, That's it for me. Well, we need to catch those.